Welcome back to a Clinch Fight podcast. Once again, I'm joined by Mr. Josh Hurst. Josh, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Ex- excited for the weekend. Big one. Definitely. Uh, it's, it's great that there's so much boxing going on at the moment. I remember uh, last year, like, boxing was in quite a bad state with COVID. UFC were doing all the big shows, the big numbers, Fight Island coming out and stuff, whilst boxing, they were kind of built working on plans such as the uh, Matcham Square Garden, mm-hmm. maybe going in the studio, things like that. But now mm-hmm. I feel like boxing's finally has got back to where it needs to be now and big fights are happening. Yeah, I think even as little just seeing press conferences happen again normally and and just seeing somewhat cr- the, the prospect of the crowds coming back, it, it just feels a bit more alive. But yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, I've been really looking forward to talking about boxing again because so much is going on. We'll start with the uh, last card, the matchroom one, with uh, Chisora Parker. Let's start with the main event. Josh, what did you think of the main event? Yeah, it was a... a, a... A good fight to go. I think um, the way it started, just, just you know, that was a seven seconds and Chisora landed the knockdown. Mm. I was thinking, oh God, we're going to see uh, Parker get blown out here. But um, yeah. it seemed like it. he managed to, to get it back and what turned out to uh, brought it out to be a good fight in the end. So yeah, it was, it was good for, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, apart from the start of the fight, whilst actually watching it, I thought the fight played out exactly how I thought it was going to go, to be honest with you. I thought it was always going to be a competitive fight, but I always kind of had Parker on points. I think historically, you know, Chisora is the gatekeeper at that level. And I mm. think if you're good enough, you'll probably do enough to win on points. And I think with Chisora as well, he never really, apart from uh, the second fight with Fury and uh, the fight with David Hay and the rematch of Dylan White, he hasn't really got battered, has he, in all his fights? Mm. They're always quite competitive, in, even in his losses. And I think that's why he continues to get these opportunities, isn't it, yeah. Chisora? Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I'm not sure. You know, a lot of people afterwards have gone and said robbery about it. It wasn't. Robbery. I can see maybe where I can maybe where people would think Chizora scored points and stuff and with the knockdown. I do think it was yeah. close, but I think I think at most it would have been a draw for me personally. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you see a fight, it's different when you start counting rounds, yeah. and I think uh, it's it's easy to think, oh, I seen Chizora from the start, dog him for the first first half of the fight. But I think Parker might have just been doing a bit of the cleaner work. Yeah, 100%. And, and sometimes Tizora falls into that trap of smothering his work a bit. So it's, it was understandable for me, the Parker, Parker one. And on my card anyway, I had it Parker um, one round up, one or two rounds up. So, yeah, no no, no robbery for me. But it, I do feel bad for Tizora. He's one of them. You just sort of, you want to see him do well, but he's, he's always that sort of bridesmaid in these never uh, gets the, the big win for himself. So be interesting to see where he goes next. No, exactly, exactly the same. Mate. I, I had Parker by one or two rounds. I thought, I thought he landed the more eye-catching shots. Mm. You know, Chisora, I understand why he feels a bit hard done by in that fight. Because like I said, it was a competitive fight. And this is the reason why he keeps coming back for more. Because he's he's all, at that level, he makes a competitive, but he just falls short, doesn't he, for mm. some reason. But yeah, what is... Um, where, where do both these fighters go next, you think, Josh? Well, let's, let's start with Chisora. Like, is, is, does Chisora carry on? Because, like I said, he's not getting bashed up in these fights, but he's not winning. So, Well, yeah, he's, if, I suppose if he can hold his own with these sort of fringe-level, world-level world fighters, then he is the perfect sort of gatekeeper for a lot of people trying to get break into that, um, that zone. So... I, I don't think Chisora will stop until he's forced to or un- until he really gets a pace in and things are, oh, I've had enough of this. So when you see the kind of fighters like Usyk and Parker who who aren't really going to go and blow him out the water or like, you know, make him, you know, beat him into submission or something, you know, th- those kind of fights, he's going to, he's you know, you'll be, you can carry on going for those, I think, because he's not going to get, like you said, he's not going to get bashed up. So, um, I think he's on about a rematch. He's on about a rematch. I, don't really know if I'm that fast on seeing it. No, thank you. No. <laughs> I think yeah. um, I think it's just annoying because I think Parker he should have he should have done better either way. Um, I don't think it's necessarily good performance for Parker. So I would like to see him go on to further things. But then, you know, if it's the fact that it's an, an undercard, maybe that I've heard talks, maybe the undercard Fury Joshua, I'd watch it. But you know, it's not a main event anymore, no. is it? They, they both need to move move on, I think, because it's yeah. just they, they've probably got however many fights left in them. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chisora now, what, he's had like 10 or 11 losses and he's still getting pay-per-view fights. 
Yeah. That, that's got that that's got to be his last pay-per-view main event i'm like mm-hmm. no disrespect to zora he has been a phenomenal servant to british boxing been involved in some big fights but he he is not a pay-per-view fighter anymore you can't be when you fall short that many times at that level that, yeah. that's that's got to be his last pay-per-view. unless he gets an outstanding win somehow do you know what I mean from from nowhere i i can't justify how he could be a main event pay-per-view yeah. attraction it's got it's got to the point of it now where he needs to be knocking people out as well i feel like he's got that he's got like you said for the like for the first half of the fight he did dominate you i probably gave parker maybe one of those one of the one of those rounds in the first mm. uh the first half of the fight but then it's just he, he slowed down a bit and then parker got back into his groove and he, he sort of let him come back to it so yeah yeah, it, he's he's a hard watch sometimes because you 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 want to root for him, but then it looks like he's sort of got a he's got a ceiling, and then he he just he fights the rest on heart and gets a bit sloppy. So, yeah, I I, I think I think people will still pay to watch him because he's always in good fights. Don't get me wrong, but I think um he's probably got maybe maybe one more. I don't know. I don't see I don't see where where he goes upwards from here. It seems like he's just yeah. stuck in that gatekeeper role now, especially after another loss. Uh, but, but boxing's all my levels, mate. And for me, why would I want to pay for Chisora when I know he's going to fall short of that level? Like, yeah. what's, unless he fights, unless he fights Jake Paul next in, in a pay per view <laughs> fight, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not paying for another Chisora fight because yeah, I, think, I know I what the outcome's going to be. I think the problem with Chisora is he's it may, maybe because he's trying to gatekeep the wrong level. Maybe you know mm-hmm. if you see someone like I don't know, you see like Daniel Dubois, some of these sort yeah, of big, big, big Brits coming out that's a good fight for them to yeah. establish themselves. Okay, I'm in the mix with these people. So I think maybe, I don't think I want to see him against any of that fringe world level fighters again because yeah. he's it's not competitive enough over 12 rounds, I don't think. So um, rather him be used to sort of gauge where maybe one of the prospects are coming up. Yeah, definitely. And I think him fighting a prospect is, is a lot more appealing to me, yeah. to be honest, than him fighting someone who's wrapped by the Rin magazine because yeah. you know he's going to lose. Whereas if he fights a prospect like uh, Daniel Dubois or Fabio Wardley or someone like mm-hmm. that, it's a lot more interesting. It's a lot more 50-50 yeah. then because you don't know what's going to happen, do you? Yeah. We're going to move on to uh, Joseph Parker. Well, what is Joseph Parker? Where does he go next? Because for me, my, my opinion on Parker is... he. <laughs> He's a top ten Rin magazine fighter in my opinion, but he, but he, again, he has a ceiling. He isn't mm-hmm. going to break into that top five. He isn't at the AJ Fury yeah. Wilder level. He's not even on the Dillian White level, in my opinion. And mm. if he's happy to be, you know, I think for him, it's big fights now, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I think uh, it's just it's so annoying with Parker. I feel like there's there's glimmers where he looks he looks really good. He looks really fast and sharp, and then sometimes I just think he just switches off or. Some people have sort of talked about how he doesn't have that sort of that dog, that dog in him. Maybe he's a bit too, bit too nicey, nicey. Yeah. And I do see that sometimes. And I just think there's just something missing for me. I think it'd be interesting to see how he gets a, a does under Andy Lee. You know, if he can bring in sort of the the cronk style to try and sit on your punches a bit more because he, he's a bit of a I don't know. I feel like he he probably could have stepped on Chisora and a lot more he, he sort of had his little flash and then yeah. well, okay I'll just go go on my bike again or just calm down so I don't know I think I didn't realize he's only 29 which is yeah. which is interesting so I personally think he's just going to hover around until the belts free up again yes yeah. I think everyone sort of comes to the point where the AJ and and Fury fight is going to hold up everything so where you see these Usyk Joyce's and sort of you know you got you got fucking Daniel Dubois and it was a Dinu. Yeah, both the Dinu for the WBA. If people, if those kind of fights are getting interim titles, then I think that's that's a perfect bag for him. So yeah, I think he's just gonna ho- hover around there, try to get some some ranked fights to just to get some momentum going, and then once the belts free up, whatever happens after the AJ Fury saga, I think he'll he'll probably get back in it. Then he's, he's got he's got time, so don't see why he wouldn't. If, if I was him, to, to be honest, like I I don't think he. I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he's at that level at all, world mm. championship level anymore. Um, fair play to me. Beat Andy Ruiz, who, who was a worthy, he was a worthy fighter. Wasn't as good back then as the one that fought AJ. I don't think yeah. he was a bit more raw. And I heard, I, a bit, I heard a bit. It was a bit of a robbery. It was. Well. It was really close. Uh, it was. Yeah. So it was then, in his hometown. You could argue. But if I was Joseph Parker, right, I would go for the WBA regular against Trevor Bryan because yeah. at least then he still goes down as a two, as a two time world champion. Yeah. And if he win, <laughs> and if he wins that, 
he gets a big fight then for the for the yeah. full version of the belt. Retire then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that makes a lot of sense for Parker now. So yeah. I, I I think that's his level, sec secondary world title level at yeah. best now. I kind of think see yeah, it was, it was a bit there. gifted. His, his title was a bit gifted, I think, and he, yeah. he sort of just it, you know when it came to unifying, he, he wasn't. It kind of proved what level he was at. So yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, I don't think he, he ever would have won that WBO belt if Fury hadn't vacated it in the first yeah. place. So. I think I think he just needs to stay active though because he's yeah. he's you know, he looks obviously he looks better than he was against Junior Far. Yeah, but yeah. that's still, I think that was a great performance. Maybe he needs some time to gel with Andy Lee. But, you know, I'd like to see him see what he can do because it still feels like there's just something missing. Let's move on to another fight that was on that card. This is one actually entertained me and interested me the most, funny enough. It was the Dimitri Bivol and Craig Richards for the light heavyweight title. I thought Craig Richards gave him a really, really good account of himself, yeah. to be fair. And I think he shows... That he does kind of belong at that level. Yeah, really good, really good for Richards. I think um, I was a bit skeptical of is he going a bit too far, <laughs> going straight to Bivol? You know, he just won the British title, and in that fight, he was an underdog. So yeah, but you know, it's that it's the same thing. You know, sort of dare to be great. I can't fault him. I think it probably was the perfect time to to go for him because he, he had a bit of a layoff, and he, he was having success throughout the fight. He really held a good account of himself. I think so. I think he's definitely thrown himself in the mix of, you know, that maybe that sort of top 10 or fringe level. Cause I feel like if he, if he sort of warmed up a bit quicker in that fight, he, he looks like he buzzed uh Bivol here and there. I think he could have, you know, made it a bit more competitive again. So mm -hmm. um I, you know, I don't think he's, he's not there yet, but you know, it, it throws up much more interesting fights now for him. So he's, yeah. he's definitely past the brick. I think I'd like to see him maybe go, go back to the U go back to European level. Yeah. You know, Josh, Josh Boatzi is probably a good fight yeah. as well, just to sort of see where, where the levels are at. So, yeah, good good, good account for himself either way, Richard. Um, you done, you done well. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, just go back to you said, kind of like the European level. Uh, I, I, the British light heavyweight mix is class at the moment. Yeah, There's so some such good. good fights for him, like so Callum Johnson, Josh Boatzi, Anthony Yard, Lyndon Arthur, Craig Richards... And it, like the, the, all these guys, have, if I'd love it, right? If Warren and uh, Eddie Hearn could just make those fights happen, yeah, it'd be such be. a class division. And especially if a vacant title gets on the yeah. line or something one day, like no, so I'd like to so see uh, a super series for that. For yeah, that definitely, like a British really one. Good. Yeah, it'd be really good. And they're all they're all kind of you know 60, 40, 50, 50 fights as well. I think really I, I interesting. Think, I think as well with the Craig Richards just winning the British title. I think that's. That shows levels of where British heavy light heavyweights are. So yeah, definitely. In reality, I think being top of domestic in light uh, light heavyweight uh, British wise probably does put you around European level. Yeah, it does. 100%. World level because the competition's so good. Yeah, definitely. I would love to see two Brits fight for the European because these guys. Yeah, like you said, I think all of those guys are European level easily. Mm. All of them, even Anthony Yard. I would I would say Anthony Yard, in my opinion, controversially is probably. Between him and Craig Richards are probably at the bottom of that pile in terms of skill set and the best, in my opinion. But even then, they're, they're all European level at minimum, yeah. in my opinion. And it's about who turns it's about who turns up as well, isn't yeah. it? Yard Yard on his days looks untouchable. So you know who who knows. I agree with you with probably where they're at levels wise, but yeah. they're all really really interesting fights. So it's be good to see him see him uh, come off now. Yeah, and, and you know, three of those guys have had really tough tests as well. You know, Richards just fought Bivol, obviously. Yard mm. fought Kovalev. Callum Johnson fought Baturbiev. And they all done reasonably okay. Like, they all had flashed glimpses of what they can yeah. do. And against each other, it'd be so interesting. It'd be such a, like you said, if they had a little kind of tournament going on, yeah, it'd be it'd brilliant. Be it really would. Yeah, it'd be wicked. Let's uh sorry, let's go to Dimitri Bivol though. Like, Dimitri Bivol does look class, doesn't he? Like, yeah. I, I, always, I always thought, he would do enough to win. I knew he was going to kind of win on points. I didn't, I didn't think he would force a stoppage too much away yeah. from home. Just do what you have to do kind of thing. I but think, he needs to get big fights, doesn't he? Yeah, I think it's key what you said, like force the stoppage. I feel like he's, he, he can obviously like bang. So yeah, he can. Yeah, he could do. You can see it the way he, he hits in. <clears throat> and they're never like big, big power punches. They're just so precise and so clean. You can see the damage you're doing, but I know in the past he said he, he enjoys moving and fainting and stuff like that. Yeah. So you could argue, does he have, you know, sometimes you just want to see him put on the gas and, but you know, yeah. he, he's probably just keen to get the round. So yeah, like I said, I don't think he was going to risk trying to force a stoppage. 
um, in that fight. But yeah, he, he, he is good. I think the fight everyone wants to see is him and Um uh, Yeah, everyone would love to see that, I think. So uh, hopefully that can be made sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think I think you're bang on when you say he kind of likes to move and box because I think that's in his temperament. He comes across as quite a chilled out guy, doesn't he? And I think he generally enjoys our boxing people. Like as much as we like to see him go in a war and go toe to toe, like he's so good as a boxer, he doesn't need to, does he? And yeah. that's kind of his yeah, like I was saying, that's kind of his personality. The way he the way he is, he likes to make things easy for himself. He likes mm. to do what he does best, take people to I- school. I would say he did look small against uh, against Richards as in yeah. high high. So I know there's speculation about him maybe trying to squeeze down to one six a. Oh right, that, okay. that opens that opens huge fights. You know, obviously we got yeah. uh, Son this uh, this weekend, but mm. that's another super fight potentially, isn't it? So it's it's just a bit of a, a crazy crazy scene at the moment, isn't it? So um, just want to see him keep keep active, like we said at the start. Seems like everything's starting to open up again now, so hopefully we keep it rolling. Craig Richards is quite a big, like heavyweight, though, isn't he? he, he yeah, so he's the fighter. He's the fighter, super middle as well. So, oh right, okay. He must have killed him to do that. So yeah, he he did look nice at the weight. So it, it is interesting. We'll move on now to uh, Katie Taylor. There's Natasha Jonas. Really enjoyed that fight. It was yeah. good volume of punches being thrown by both fighters. Again, I think. Not similar to Park. I think it was a, it was a classier fight than Parker Chisora, but I think like it was. Into, I think Taylor landed those cleaner shots, and that's why she had the, the better work. And I think that's why she fairly got the decision, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, fight of the night for uh, for me. I think it was. You know, I think just with the history of what they have, and you just you know for for um, women's boxing as well, it's a really good uh, show of of how high level they are you know yeah. some of the stuff they put they're pulling off is is much less scrappy than some of the men's fights we see sometimes so mm-hmm. yeah really good account of themselves i think taylor just towards the end really showed a championship experience mm-hmm. i think tasha probably may punched a bit harder but i think taylor just didn't let off at all i think where um tasha tried to maybe start to drift off a bit in the end lose a bit of focus katie just didn't stop but yeah it's katie is katie taylor something something else and she's very 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 yeah. good boxer but you're, yeah, you're bang on the money man like the the skill set of both those fighters was phenomenal like it, it was such a good um it was just a, it was just so good for women's boxing and yeah. that was that was the best fight of the night due to how good both fighters were wasn't it yeah. it was it was a boxing masterclass from both really and like joe like i know jonas came up short but Jonah's looked brilliant as well, didn't she? Yeah, she definitely. really, she hurt Taylor at times as well. Like really, some really classy shots. And yeah. Jonas is very unlucky. Yeah, Katie Taylor bad. is in, it's just in her era. Because she yeah. would be, in my opinion, she would without a doubt be a world champion in another era, 100%. Yeah, definitely. It's even the, the gold medal scenario as well. It just seems like she's she's been a thorn in her side the whole time. But yeah, I, I think I think Jonas will come again. I think she seems like yeah. she's got a new lease of life and she clearly belongs there because... Yeah. Even in that fight, I still only had Katie up probably one or two rounds. So, um, yeah, she looks like she can float between weights as well. So yeah. I'd like to see her see her get there because she definitely deserves it. That, that was kind of, as weird as it sounds, it might not make sense to people, that was a good loss for Jonas. Like, yeah. She will learn yeah. a lot from that. And I do I, think she will win a world will title. Go. I think she yeah. will. I think her stock will go up from that either way because people, yeah. no, it's, it's rare people give Katie Taylor as good a fight as that. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a fantastic fight. It really was. Very good. Moving on to Chris Eubank Jr.'s return against <laughs> Return of the Mac, Mar- yeah. Marcus Morrison. How did you assess Eubank Jr.'s performance? I'm going to give you my emotional reaction to it in a minute, but how did you How did you think of Eubank Jr.'s performance? Did he impress you? Just frust- frustrating for me, uh, to excluding the fact I had him on a bet to, to knock him out. I just think it's nice to see maybe he showed in in bits if i'm being if i'm being nice he showed bits maybe where he's trying to adjust a bit trying to use his jab a bit more maybe that's an influence from from roy jones but he just looked like he 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 was floating between trying to be something he's not i think when he was most effective is when he does what he does best is use his speed and be aggressive so you know he nearly had morrison out what in the second round and then multiple rounds it's like he He'd step on the gas for thirty seconds, put Morrison's right on the ropes, and then just ease off again. Just to, I, I don't know. I think I just wanted him to be a bit more busy, and I just don't think 
looking at that fight, he's nowhere near where he needs to be for, for the, the talks he's, uh, he has about, you know, Golovkin, Canelo, even Andrade. So I don't know. He's just a really frustrating character. He's, he's one of them. I do kind of want to see how far he can go. I've got this weird thing where he's yeah he's a, he's a bit of a dickhead, but I I would like to see him see him you know be against these people and see what he can do. So I just hope Roy Jones can get the best out of him because I I think he just looked a bit in, too in between styles in that fight, and it, it got really frustrating watching him not throw any punches for two minutes. So Chris Eubank Jr., if you're watching this, you owe me 135 quid <laughs> because. I predicted other fights on that card and they all went bang on how I wanted. You had Marcus Morrison hurt in round two and you chose not to finish him off and st- stepped off the gas and tried to box him, man. But however, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I think a lot of people lost money. <laughs> but you, you know, yeah, I, I, t- I totally agree with you. I think Eubank Jr., what he does best, he is a volume puncher, an yeah. aggressive volume puncher and how he, you know, I, I get it that, Roy Jones is probably telling him he needs to box more. They've been working on different drills and he wants a similar kind of Roy Jones style. So he'll, he'll never be Roy Jones, let's face yeah, it. But against Marcus Mark, when you're a level above someone, just get the job done. Like he, I think if he if he had done the old kind of Uban Jr. style, coming forward, throwing loads of punches, he would have got yeah. Marcus Morrison out of there 100%, I think. Yeah, but the thing is, he I, don't think, I don't think he needed to steamroll him. He could have just been more busy. If he was just trying to be sharp with his jabs and, and right hands, he, straight punches, instead of just trying to, you know, just overload him with volume, he, he could have done better. But it was just like he had... Get 30 seconds looking great, and then you just stop for two minutes. And you just yeah. think, well, what, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, so, yeah. But you, you, Uban Jr., he's like, he's really exciting to watch. I gotta be honest with him, like, I, I'll always watch Uban Jr. He wasn't great the other weekend, but overall, and when I look back at his career, he, he has been entertaining. He's yeah. an interesting personality as yeah. well. You know, love more hate him, like. He, he, like when there's the Uban Junior interview up on IFL TV, I watch it like because he's just that kind of guy. He's intriguing, but yeah, it's his journey. Like I'm, it's interesting to see, like whether I'm not sure if he's. It, it depends on what champion he'll end up facing one day for the world title. I think he's good enough to beat uh, champions that have been around past and present, but at the same time, like I'm not sure if he's as good as he makes out he is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he always seems to discredit Billy Joe Saunders. He said he's put ten grand on yeah. Canelo to beat him and all this. But for me, I think it's sour grapes. Like he knows he, he would, you know, he's the one who was calling for Canelo about a year ago, and now he's fighting Marcus Morrison and yeah. <laughs> and Billy Joe Saunders, his arch rivals, fighting him. So to me, that was sour grapes. I, I yeah. think, to be honest here. Yeah, I agree. It's, I just think. He he can't be talking the way he was and put put performance on like that. I don't think it was necessarily any different. And I don't know. I just think if he turned up like you know, he, he got tagged quite a few times as well and got yeah. more way more than he should have. If you're fighting someone who who can really bang, can you imagine Golovkin hitting him like that? No, I know. No, you can't play with people like that. If you're gonna or if you're gonna play with people like that, you've got to rely on your reflexes and do it that way. But yeah, yeah not. Not too impressed, but yeah. like I said, I do I do want to see how he does. So Definitely. I'm gonna sort of uh, sort of give him the benefit of the doubt of being a bit rusty and hope mm-hmm. that uh, maybe with more time to gel with Roy Jones, um, myself will. I will say though, how, how good is it to see Roy Jones just just there, you know, in the just, corner, even just in the him. press conferences and stuff like that. It's, I just love Roy Jones. When I see Roy Jones, I smile. Like he's just he's just a legend, isn't he? Like such a cool guy. So honestly, yeah, it's really but, refreshing to see him see him just around. It's good, yeah. And plus, you know, it's good to see him training a British fighter because we're gonna see more of Roy Jones now, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And I think with uh Uban Jr. on board with the Sowland brothers, mm. I think they're gonna aim to put on more British shows, work alongside uh Sky and Eddie Hearn, whether Eddie Hearn remains with Sky. We don't mm. know yet, but that could be an opening for the Sowlands and Eubank. They could be the faces of Sky if yeah, the zone were meant to that's, leave that. That's another topic, I think, isn't it? I think, yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Do the grapevine. That that might be what what the plan is. So she has to just uh, play play it by ear for that one. But uh, you know, Sky's yeah. gonna have to promote someone. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see what goes. Ho- hopefully, it opens up different avenues because it's a bit of a bit of uh, turning into a bit of monopoly a bit nowadays, and yeah. it is. Uh, 
Yeah, hundred percent. Let's wait to see how it pans out, and we'll drop an episode and talk about uh, yeah. how watch watch your space basically yeah. when we get some concrete news instead. Yeah, definitely. If we if we were in the know, we'd share it with you, but unfortunately, we're not. <laughs> Let's move on now to another British show. So we're going to move away from Matchroom. I'm going to go to Queensbury Promotions, and the new IBF flyweight champion Sonny Edwards beats. I think it was a 10-year reigning champion in, uh, pr- excuse my pronunciation, Muri Methalane. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I think I think that it's along those lines. Yeah, something like that. Again, excuse my pronunciations, but okay. my God, that was a masterclass. That was a Kawasaki Jeff Lacey-esque kind of performance, wasn't it, from Sonny yeah. Edwards? Yeah, very, very good performance. I think it's, an, it's interesting. I see he's got... You can get into a lot of Twitter spats generally, but you still got a lot of hate just for the sort of fight. And I just think yeah. you gotta be you just gotta be sour to not appreciate what he just did, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, that the uh Mithilane is is known as being a knockout artist, really strong uh come forward fighter who, who just goes and takes people out. Yeah. You know, why why would we expect Sonny Sonny Edwards, who's known for being a slick boxer, slippery? To, to do that. So, uh, yeah, I think he, he just did what he does best and didn't even give Methylene a chance. Mm-hmm. I do think some of the cards were a bit wide. I saw when we got a full, he got a full out. So that's rare you see that at all. And to think, like you said, against a 10, 10 year um, veteran yeah. world champion, get a full house against over 12 rounds against him is unreal. So I think that just speaks volumes to to what he was doing is obviously what, what the judges like to see because he, he barely got touched. Can't can't fault him. The, the chat Methylene as well, number one ranked with the Rim magazine at flyweight. So ultimately, yeah, he beat the best champion in that weight class. Even though I I don't think he is the best champion in that weight class, but the Rim magazine have put him there as number one. So ultimately, he was the best. But yeah, I, I didn't think Sonny Edwards was ready going into that. To be honest with you, like I thought it'd be a case of man versus boy, and yeah. uh, Methylene's very strong. He's a good, strong, come forward fighter. I think. His last fight was in 2019. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he went to Japan and knocked knocked a good fighter out. And yeah, I just thought he goes everywhere apparently, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a road warrior, and I think he has struggled to get the big fights, the big unification wins, and that's probably for a reason. Yeah, because he could be a spoiler. Um, but it was it was such a good fight. It was such a good performance. Sorry, from Sonny Edwards, very dominant one. But like you said, the scorecards were probably wider than it should have been. It was more competitive mm. as you know, as they probably suggested. But yeah, it, it was a class. It was a brilliant win for Sonny Edwards and he really pulled it out the bag. Yeah, it really, really good. And to be honest, not nice to see another Brit- British champ, uh, world champion. Yeah. Not, there's not there's not too many. So I think it's, it's not, is there? No. It's about six that. now, I think. So yeah, it's good just to get the numbers up. Um, yeah. Interested to see where he goes next, though. Like you said, um, Methylene was number one uh, ranked ring magazine. I think we both agree that we think Martinez... Um, yes. Definitely. Is is number one. Just he looks different gravy, doesn't he? So I'm not sure whether Sonny wants to go there too soon. Obviously, mm-hmm. remembering what what he did to his brother, it, you know, it makes a nice fight um, build up. Thinking you know, sort of avenge that loss, but I think so. Sort of just he just need to have a think. What's what's better now? Um, but yeah, it's be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah, I, I personally think uh, you know Frank Warren is a daft. He's been in this game a long time. I think yeah. he's going to give Edwards a couple of uh, probably I'd say domestic uh, challenge challenges first. I think world title um, world title fights first. I think I can see him probably fighting the winner of the Jay Harris and I don't know Jay Harris's opponent, mm-hmm. but it's for the IBF eliminator right. for that title. I can see that happening. Uh, there's other people. There's other fighters in that division. You know, if Andrew Selby comes back, maybe in a couple of mm-hmm. fights, he could be challenging. That's a good name for him. Yeah. But there are, yeah. They, I think he will. They'll give him a few, not easy defenses, but not the the Martinez's yeah. of the world. If that makes sense. Again, not to discredit him at all. I think a really good performance, but I think his style is perfect for someone like Methylene because he's got faster feet than him and he's not going to touch him. But maybe when he comes against someone who's, who's a bit more mobile and a bit more, uh, it brings a bit more variety like Martinez. Yeah. It's, it'll be a bit, it's not, it's not as straightforward as, as what, as what he did. So we don't know what his chin is necessarily like. I've seen him go down before, um, you know, against these big, these big, uh, big punches, even at that way, uh, it'd be interesting to see how he holds up. 
but yeah, either, either way, good, good, good win for him, and on, on to the next. I suppose can't, can't, uh, can't fault him. Yeah, I think the plan will be to get Charlie and Sonny on the same card soon, and ho- and they're hoping that Charlie Edwards will get a world title shot and him yeah. win a world title. And I think that could be a big coup for Frank Warren to have both of them defending world titles on the mm. same cards. That's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on now to the. There's a lot. There's a lot of things going on between the AJ Fury negotiations. It seems to continue. The other week, since we last um, a podcast episode. We've had promoters like Bob Arum saying that Eddie Hearn needs to pull his finger out and do more. Uh, the fight won't happen if, if a venue isn't confirmed. They got till this. But, you know, what's, what's been frustrating about it is they kind of, everyone seems to be relying on Hearn to do this. And mm. with, you know, with the experience of like Warren and uh, Bob Arum, it's like, why, I'm not sure why, why, why is everything down to Hearn? That's a strange thing. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Uh, to, to be honest, it, it is a bit boring now. To you know, we've yeah. we sort of get glimmers of hope. It's been strung along for so long now. I think everyone's starting to lose interest. So I think they're probably conscious of that. And you know, we need a concrete announcement asap. Really, mm-hmm. it, you know, in the in the last maybe week or so, even sort of just while Fury's been out um, <clears throat> in uh, where is is it in Las Vegas or Texas? Sorry, isn't it Texas? Yeah. yeah. He was training in Vegas, wasn't he? Um, Fury, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The top ranked gym, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. yeah. And now he's obviously in Texas for uh, the, the fight this weekend. Yeah. You know, he, he seems pretty positive about it. I get I just get a vibe that maybe things can... I wouldn't be surprised if we see an announcement following the fight this weekend as well. So yeah. it seems interesting why, why all the theories are out there when, when, when not, everyone, um, not everyone can make it. So... You know, yeah, it might might, might be a, a big announcement this weekend, but ho- hopefully something gets gets done because I think everyone's getting a bit tired of of being uh, uh, sort of drip fed it. Yeah, and I, and I think it makes a lot of sense to announce that fight on a Canelo card when Canelo's the biggest name outside of AJ and Fury. Mm. That's where most interest is going to come from. The most spectators worldwide will see a trailer announcement for AJ this Fury. So it. It makes so much sense to put on that card, especially in a football stadium with seventy thousand people. Yeah, That's going to create so much of the buzz, so much hype for it. Yeah. Especially if he brings Fury out as well to the stage. I'm sure you'll love that. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't surprise if AJ turned up as well. So yeah, to get I, both of them screaming up. Yeah, I heard that he wasn't going. Oh right, okay. I would. In my mind, I wonder if he'll just appear, um, just because they're trying to keep on their apps. I don't know, but yeah, it'd be interesting. Definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, it was very interesting that uh, Fury came on the uh, Eddie Hearn podcast as well, the No Passion, No Point. Because like, it's really hard to work out. Like, I- I'm sure, obviously, it's just banter. But Fury's always coming out saying Eddie Hearn's a dick, Eddie Hearn's a wanker and all this stuff. And then they're like best mates when they see each other, aren't they? They seem to get like, like they know each other for years yeah, or something. Yeah, to be, I think just, uh, you know, Fury's been on the British team for however long. You know, he's fought on Sky as well, so... I'm sure they've they obviously come across each other uh, throughout the years, but yeah, it's you know you just literally never know what, what, when he's chatting shit or whether he's just I don't know you just a different fury every day and it's a couple, couple of days before he's calling Eddie Hearn out calling him uh, all sorts and then in, in that podcast it seemed like they had a a, a real respect for each other to be honest and yeah. seemed almost appreciative for him for what looked like maybe the fight's been is done so. Um, yeah, p- positive from that as well. But yeah, like you said, you just never know with with Fiori uh, if he's just doing it for the band or just doing it to keep up the sort of uh, keep the fire going for the fight. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't even know Tyson Fury on a personal level, and I and I take things he says with a pinch of salt. Like I, I, I never take that's the thing with Fury. You just can't take anything he says seriously, can you? Yeah. And. I mean, Eddie, and that's I mean. Eddie Hearn obviously knows him a lot better than we do, and he's yeah. obviously in the same position. So he's just like, if Fury's calling me a wanker from everyone, I'm just going to laugh it off, isn't it? Yeah. The day yeah. just is what it is. It's Fury. It's like, like he knows the score, then he? he knows that he's going to be the scapegoat for for all the shit. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's but I do think yeah, you're right. I think Fury kind of looks at Eddie Hearn thinking, "You are probably the man who's probably been sorting this fight out." Mm. Yeah. So fair play to you, and he's thanking him for it. And yeah, he, he, you know, Eddie gets he gets a bad crack of the whip, but you can't you can't fault what he's managed to do and what he continues to do in mm-hmm. making these fights happen. Whether you know, he probably is a bit relentless, a bit ruthless about it, and probably does chat shit here and there, but you can't, you can't yeah, you can't you can't argue the results. You know, he's 
he's producing fights when a lot of people aren't. So yeah, it's nice just to see see things happening. Yeah, I, to be honest, with you, I've always really liked Eddie Hearn. I think he's a breath of fresh air. Like I think since he's come into the game, like boxing has just gone another level. And I think it's and I think it is mainly down to Eddie Hearn. If I'm brutally honest with you, and I think ever since, right for me, the turning point for British boxing was the Frotch vs Groves saga. Mm-hmm. That's when British boxing really started to boom again. And Eddie Hearn was the promoter of all that. And yeah, I think with Eddie, so he's he's very future focused in taking it taking it to the next level. I think beforehand, boxing promoting was very black and white, and you know, hundred yeah, percent. There's yeah. only a couple people, a couple big dogs in the whole thing. They run everything, mm-hmm. and they all have their networks. Whereas I think Hearn's breaking into new, you know, he's been innovative about you know he's even with the zone just on different platforms and making it all the media better and trying to follow suit with just what's currently going on. I think, he, yeah, it's like you said, he's, he's taking boxing to another level. So I think uh, he, he deserves a, a, well, hopefully they announce it, but once it does get over the line, I think a lot of us can thank Eddie Hearn for, for getting that done. Yeah, there was a period in boxing that was like kind of like two or three big names. It was like the Kawasaki Hatton, David Hay era. And there was kind of like, we didn't have as many world champions in high profile fights really, apart from those three for a while. But mm. now there seems to be loads of different weight classes. Those are different big names that the fans have really taken to. And I think obviously social media and stuff's played a big part in that. We live in a different era, a digital yeah, yeah. era, as they say. Uh, let's move on now to the big fight this weekend. It's the fight of the year, unless AJ and Fury gets announced. It's such an intriguing fight. Canelo Alvarez, this is Billy Joe for the WBO, WBC, and WBA super middleweight titles. Josh, I just can't wait for it. I really yeah, can't. it's yeah. I think this is the first sort of fight, maybe this year or just it's probably since COVID that feel really geared up for. I think it's really attracting audience further than just boxing fans as well because it's, yeah. it's like the first big big event back. Uh, you know what a way to start getting fans back properly with one of with what would be probably the big uh, the biggest fight of the year if AJ Fury doesn't happen. So, like you said, really really intriguing fight, and it's one of them. You you know you you think you probably know what's going to happen, but then you have a thought and you think, oh, but then you know is this going to happen? Or there's so many different possibilities to this fight. Yeah. Just really really excited to see see you know how they both turn up and and how it goes. What I love about this build-up as well, that this needle is like not for a long time. It's been a while. I can't remember a time when there's been needle between Canelo and an opponent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I wouldn't go as far as saying Canelo's rattled. I think he's been quite composed actually when Billy yeah. Joe was kind of talk shit to him. But they, you know, I don't think there's a dislike. But it, like, you do feel. I do feel like a bit of Canelo does want to hurt Billy Joe and he wants yeah. to make him pay. And and Billy Joe is just a great kind of pantomime villain, doesn't he? He likes yeah. playing the villain. And, you know, Canelo and Callum Smith was a really intriguing fight, but because there wasn't, with all due respect to Callum Smith, he's not, he's just not the character Billy Joe is. And I think that's why this fight is a lot more interesting from a personal point of view, not yeah. obviously that for everyone. But for me personally, this one just excites me a little bit more yeah. due to what Billy Joe's like. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. It's, he, he is what he is, isn't he? he? He's not afraid to, to be that villain or sort of be the underdog or ruffle feathers, even if it's not... It might be in bad taste sometimes, but you know it's having an effect, even if it's a little one. So it will be interesting to see uh, how Canelo takes that because, like I said, I can't recall a, a fight that he's been in where there's been trash talk. He's obviously quite soft-spoken himself. I know he definitely knows how to speak English. I think he's yeah. he just doesn't do it, so he's not doesn't get caught out, or yeah. so he's make sure he says everything right. But yeah, he, you know, he's, he's I, there's been a few scuffles this week, um, just with the Saunders team. I think they'll call each other pussies and stuff like that. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, so it's weird. You don't see that from Canelo. He's normally quite business orientated and just focused on the fight. But you know, even um, even in the recent press conference today, it seemed like there's some, like I said, there's some needle. So it, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I think I think Billy probably knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they probably made a bit more of a fuss of things than they needed to this week. Uh, you know, like I think it was the ring. Uh, just yeah. other general things, um, but yeah, it's. I think he, what one point they they mentioned was like normally when fighters come over, it's sort of yes or no, sir, three bags full, sir, uh, yeah. to to Canelo because you know they you know sometimes they might treat it as that's their big fight, 
that's their big payday and I just need to get it over the line so yeah, I can so I can do it but yeah let's hit my BC let's hit my money but, yeah, so yeah yeah I'll just take the paycheck now if I lose I lose so you can't fault him because he obviously doesn't want to go in there with not on fair terms and he's it's sort of uh, refreshing to see that he's not going to sort of just bow down to the A side he he clearly believes he can win the fight and, and wants wants the best chance to so yeah, you can't can't fault him for that yeah, Billy Joe is definitely coming to win this fight. I have no, I have no doubt about it. I don't think he's going to fold over unless Canelo is absolutely unbelievable on the night and takes out Billy Joe. Like, I think Billy Joe is going to give absolutely everything on Saturday, and I really do think he wants to win this bad. He's been chasing this fight for such a long time, and I think just going back to Billy Joe, you know, the way he is, he is another Mister Marmite, probably as much as Uban Junior was, who we were talking about earlier. The things yeah. he does. You know, he's done a lot of things that I've disagreed with in the past, but I do have a kind of thing for Billy Joe as in the sense of I followed him for such a long time, like in his early days with Frank Warren. And to see him at this kind of, um, to see him at this level, I do really wish him well and I do want him to do well. But I think also as well with Billy Joe, he, he's kind of had that uh, chip. He's always had a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Like we, mm. you know, as a traveller, we don't really know what he's been through, do we, in that sense? And I think, yeah. I think he feels like, I've probably been, he's probably been discriminated for most of his yeah. life. Why should I have to be a role model? Why should yeah. I have to please people? Kind of like Tyson Fury. Mm. So in, there are, you know, I think you should always conduct yourself well as a professional, but at the same time, I do kind of think, I don't agree with him, but I see where he's coming from with different things he yeah. says and yeah, does. I, I, feel, I feel you on that. I think um, a lot of Americans don't, don't understand the context of what it means to be a gypsy or a traveler as well. So to them, it's probably is mind boggling, but it's some stuff he does. It, you know, it, it's, it is in bad taste, but you can't fault it. as much as it's bad. It is refreshing to see someone just be themselves and not be media trained and not, you know, he's at the end, he's, he's a fighter and he, so yeah. he, that's what he's about. And he clearly thinks he's, he can do it. So yeah, like you said, he doesn't mind being that villain. He doesn't need to be a role model to anyone. As long as he's doing what he needs to do, then you, you, you can't fault him and you see if, see what effect that brings um on the weekend obviously we still got the way in so it's more time to to uh, ruffle feathers as well definitely 100 and it was quite funny actually when he was saying to canelo about the mexican meat saying you like beef <laughs> don't you you like beef don't you <laughs> you want to be there that's just typical Billy Joe, isn't it? Like, yeah, because that, that looked like it ruffled him a bit. Um, yeah, it did. It did look like it ruffled him a little bit, but I don't think as much people made out. No, but I think he he, he got a bit defensive about, uh, I think he said something about uh, Mexicans as well, yeah. and then he got a bit, yeah. he's quite... He's quite but, uh, I think he brought up his gypsy heritage, and he said, I'm a gypsy yeah. or something, and he's a Roma Mexican, like, I don't yeah. know, Johnny, whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. But, we haven't seen Canelo like that, so I'm to, for things that kick off, it. It hasn't been an easy week yeah. negotiations wise yeah. generally you know the fight was off two days ago apparently so um still a lot of time for stuff to happen so be be very interested let's talk about the boxing side of this fight yeah. though like we, like we we all love the hype we all love all the shit talking we all love the build-up but let the level of boxing is going to be insane i reckon this fight i really do think this is like the champions league of boxing in my yeah. opinion if billy joe turns up the, the billy joe that fought david lemieux and andy lee if that one turns up against canelo then we're in for a fucking treat. I, yeah, I think. Like, I think again, f- folks, on what you said is what, what Billy Joe turns up. I, really, I don't doubt the the best Billy Joe really gives a good fight to Canelo. It's just one of them. You just literally never know because his performances are so up and down. Sometimes you know he, he didn't really look the best against Martin Murray, and even before that, I, I think it was a, a fury or something like that. Uh, the guy, a uh, guy, he fought. You know, he got wobbled by that by some nobody. So. <laughs> He's only had three fights of super middleweight. You know, there's there's a lot of things which which would make you doubt him. But I think for us who have who have followed him and seen him at his best, yeah, he is very special. I think he's probably one of the one of the most uh, talented uh, sort of boxers uh, at the moment in that division. So again, it's it's one of those fights you just don't don't know what's going to happen. I really hope he the best. We see the best Billy Joe. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, this weekend because it's it's been rough seeing all the Brits go out there and just get mashed up and then you just sort of are, oh, you know, it's just another Brit coming over. I think he's yeah. probably going to give Canelo his best fight out of the ones who have gone over. I think so too. 
but yeah, I just hope I hope the right the hope the best Billy Joe turns out. Yeah, I, I've always said for a long time off camera that I think in terms of natural talents and boxing ability, Billy Joe Saunders is the best in Britain. I really do think that when he's on his game, like mm. he is almost untouchable. He's so good. And a lot of people have said that who have worked alongside Billy Joe, seen him sparring, seen what he does in the gym. Like he he's unbelievable on his day. However, whether or not that's enough to beat Canelo is another yeah. question. Like, because Canelo is just that good. Like Canel, like Callum Smith, he was one of the top fighters, in my opinion, as well in Britain. He was definitely in the top five pound for pound from Britain. And he just walked him down and just bullied him, battered him. And yeah. the height difference was mental. Like Callum Smith is about six foot three, six foot four. Canelo was about five foot nine, is he? Five foot ten, if that. And five nine. He just absolutely just our muscled him, didn't he? Just battered him, basically. They really walked Callum Smith down. Smith didn't have the answers, did he, for anything? Yeah. And this is there's this is air about Canelo that he just it's like he this he's just almost got this untouchable sort of thing to him yeah. where he, it's really hard for me to see now how he loses. But you know, as sort of how everyone sort of speculated coming up to this fight, this the style Billy Joe brings has been a problem style for him in the past. Yeah. So you know, he has he's lost before. He's lost to to Mayweather. He, yeah. He's not, he, you know, he's he's experienced that. That probably is does make you think that maybe he's again. It's only the one loss, but for someone to get beat, it's, it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. And you know, May while it was in while he was still young in his career, May, Mayweather made him look silly. So yeah, he's obviously improved a lot since then. But it makes you think um, it's definitely possible. Um, going back to Erislandi Lara as well. Yeah, another di- another different he, he had with him. So, of the styles uh, that he's come across, I think Billy Joe probably is going to be one of his harder fights. But again, it just goes back to what Billy Joe turns up. Yeah, at the time that the Lara fight, I, I thought Lara won that. I really mm-hmm. did. Um, I made out it was a lot more of a robbery than it was at the time, but I have watched it back since. It was close enough. It's kind of mm-hmm. it does kind of depend on what style you prefer do you prefer the hit and not get hit or do you prefer the aggressor so looking back it wasn't a robbery but it was a style that gave him problems and another interesting thing since that fight with lara obviously canelo has improved loads no doubt about it but how many fluid boxer yeah. movers has he fought since then yeah, he had he fought amir khan okay but he's at least two weight classes yeah. smaller than Canelo, wasn't he? How I can't think of any fluid movers he's got in there since, and is he's always in a certain style? Yeah, you could argue Khan gave him uh, gave him a tough. Khan uh, was winning my my run. book. Yeah. I thought Khan was winning because the the speed obviously made a difference, and that maybe that that sort of is a reflection of of a weakness of his. But yeah, Khan's not a good example because you know we know we know what Khan's chin's like. It was just a matter of time if he lands yeah. the once like he did, then it's game over. So. Um, so yeah, and, he, and he's just naturally a bigger man, isn't he? The Khan, do you yeah. know what I mean? He was a lot bigger, like even though they can't have the height, you, you could just see in the build, the so physique, thick, he? he's so thick. Like. It, 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 it was like it, almost like a light heavy versus yeah. a welterweight in a way, wasn't it? Like the way yeah. the thickness of them, because obviously Canelo comes in so big, doesn't he? On fight night yeah, as well, but yeah, like I can't, I can't think of how many movers apart from Amir yeah. Khan Canelo has fought since. So yeah. is there a certain style? He's tried to avoid. Now is he kind of maybe he's been working on things to how to close maybe he's more confident that he can close off the ring a lot better than he used to. That's why he's taking the chance now yeah. against Billy Joe. Because I think, I think he's in the best form of his life now, Canelo. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he has got an aura of invincibility. He's almost like Roy Jones in his prime. Like yeah. you just put him in with anyone, you Canelo's gonna be the favourite, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's he's very special. I think um yeah, it, it'd be an interesting story of the fight. I I think back on what you said that does that is the best Billy Joe even enough. I think Billy Joe himself also needs to change a little bit and probably be a bit more spiteful. Yeah, I think it's 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 shit. But the reality is, if he goes out there for a points decision, he's not necessarily guaranteed it. Even if he does win, mm-hmm. and he's not guaranteed that if he's going to run, a, he's just going to sort of run and try and jab and move all the time. I think he. I think he's got a, a good chance of sort of trying to get the good counters in. I just think he also needs to be willing to to trade as well to to, to you know warrant a bit more of a yeah. win in the round as opposed to just running away. So yes, yeah, it, it is a real 
throw up of, of what's going to happen. It's the first fight in a while. I, I generally don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. My head obviously says that can, no one can beat Canelo, but then it's just Billy Joe, you know, you just get these shades of sort of fury and Klitschko yeah, again. 100%, like yeah. it's just something about it. You just think, oh, but, but is he just, is he going to do something crazy now and just, and just yeah. embarrass him or, or you know, so I, I really don't know. It, there's, there's a real, there's a real sense of, I, I'm really curious about how this is going to go. So Yeah, you're bang on the money with the Fury comparison. Like, let's not forget as well, before Fury went in with Klitschko, his best win was Derek Chisora. Mm. So there was nothing in, in Fury's, there was nothing prior to that Klitschko fight to suggest that Fury was going to beat Klitschko. Nothing, in mm. my opinion. And I think Billy Joe has fought better opposition than... Um, if you compare Fury to before he fought Klitschko, if that makes sense, he's fought more world-level fighters. He's fought, he's beaten yeah. former world champions in Andy Lee and David Lemieux. So there's a bit more, there's more of a benchmark for Billy Joe going into this fight. But yeah, again, it just really depends on what Billy Joe turns up. And I don't know if this makes sense, but the way I see this fight going is, right, if, the, if Billy Joe can only win this fight if he is 100% at his best, anything less, he loses. Now, if, if with Canelo's point of view, it might not be enough. Even that 100% might not be enough, but it will take an amazing fighter in Canelo to beat 100% yeah. Billy Joe. That make, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. No, yeah, 100% Billy Joe is going to be hard for anyone. Obviously, Canelo is probably pound for pound number one or, or around there now so he's clearly got the the stuff to do it but yeah i don't think canelo if if 100% billy joe turns up or the best billy joe we've seen turns up and canelo's not on his a game or does get yeah. a bit rattled or something's just missing for him you, you know the, it, there's definitely room for an upset because he is a he's a hard man to he's a hard man to pin down when he's in his yeah. flow so again it, it's very much I, you know, I can't even, I'm not even sure what's going to happen. I think um, we just need to see how he turns up. He, he looks uh, confident enough. I think he is one of those people who probably rises to the occasion, depending on the opponent, and maybe he just needs that little kick up the arse, or he needs a, yeah. a bit of uh, underdog mentality to be able to, to get the best out of him. I just hope he does, because, yeah, even even if he, if he doesn't come up top, you know, if, as long as he holds a good account for himself and he goes and does his best, you can't fault him. I'd just be, I'd be annoyed to see Billy Joe crumble and then just think, what, what if? Because yeah. at this moment, I can't see many people being Canelo. Yeah. This is probably the first person I've seen going in. Um, or and I think he's there's something there that makes me think he can. So, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I still, I still think, uh, I still think it's a very tough night for him. Mm. But yeah, like it, it's just, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just this weird feeling of. I don't know. Just something might happen. So I just, yeah. just, just really excited to see how it goes on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If if, if Billy Joe, if the very, very best Billy Joe that we've ever seen, like there can't be a better Billy Joe that turns up and Canelo still wins. It's gonna be mm. one fucking out of the performance with Canelo. Yeah. That's all I see it going. That's but that's what it has. That's the only way Billy Joe will win if that Billy Joe turns up. But that's something, yeah. So if Canelo beats that version of Billy Joe, it's gonna we're looking at one the seriously good fighter here, like mm. an all. I know he's already an all-time great, but potentially Mexico's greatest ever boxer. Like that's all yeah. highly irate Billy Joe when he's at his A game. Another thing as well, but the frustrating thing about Billy Joe is like Billy Joe seems to be on his A game when he's kind of under the cosh, when he's against, so when he's the underdog. That's and the thing is. Billy Joe, I don't think, is the hardest trainer, is he? He doesn't really live the life. I think he has been living the life prior to this fight with Canelo, but Canelo stays in the gym, doesn't he? And that could be the difference as well. Activity. Yeah. Canelo train lives like, like an athlete. He, yeah. I'm, I doubt if he drinks, I bet it's a bottle of Corona <laughs> every other week or something. You know what I mean? Whereas I, I, I he, he trains and lives the life as an athlete, whereas I know Billy Joe doesn't, does he? I mean, he has been for this fight. He has for other big fights, but all throughout his career, that's what has probably been missing. Yeah. Not the fact that Billy Joe wasn't good enough. It's the fact he didn't train hard enough yeah. or dedicate himself. And, and that's the thing with Billy Joe. It's always like, have we actually seen the best Billy Joe? So don't get me wrong. This fight has been in the top 
for a long time. So maybe I'd like to think that he's had that in, in his mind going, uh, you know, just sort of staying in shape generally, even with the Mata Murray fight. Sort of he was already, I'd like to think he's already going. So yeah, I think in the past he, he has been known to to not be the best trainer. He's, he's gone through different coaches as well. It's sort of, uh, yeah. you know, spent time with the Ingle. He's with Tibbs again Great now. Point. So like, you know, it's, he probably is hard work, which is understandable just by just seeing his antics this week. He probably is hard work. But again, I just just hope he the best of it. We see the best of him this weekend, and that he's taking it seriously. I think maybe the the way in will will reveal that um, to us. I do think he probably is more suited at middleweight. I'm not sure whether he's just a super middleweight because he's got because um, the title sort of became available to him. Yeah. Just, I remember the champion, but, um, he, the again, challenger he had for the vacant title was yeah. he was wank, wasn't he? he was yeah. even rubbish, like do you mean? Yeah, so um but then again, it's the same thing with Canelo really, he's floated through weights too. So if it was like a really big super uh Canelo's big, but he's you know, like, even just like height wise where it's yeah. and stuff like that, I think I think maybe it might be more of an issue. But but yeah, I think um yeah, I think he, as long as he comes in in shape, hopefully he's been Taken over properly and been doing it right this time. If he, you know, if he's ever going to do it, it needs to be now because I thought this will be his big shot now. So he's, yeah. he's waited long enough. Hopefully, he's done it. You made a great point actually with the trainers. One thing Billy Joe has lacked is consistency. His career, mm. like he, he spent to be fair, he spent a long time with Jimmy Tibbs, and Jimmy Tibbs did a really good job with him. Don't know what happened behind the scenes there, but ever since he left uh, Jimmy Tibbs, he's he's gone from Adam Booth. He's gone from um, the Ingles. Uh, the Ingles. I, I thought I thought Dominic Ingle did a really good job with him. To be fair, his best performance was under Dominic Ingle, Ben Davison, yeah. and now he's with Mark Tibbs, and they're all fantastic trainers aren't they but yeah for some reason we don't know because we don't know billy joe we don't know what goes on behind the scenes when you know what the media tells us there's you know there probably have been issues i would imagine that yeah. the why he's had to move around as much as he has yeah uh, yeah yeah there's a lot going against billy joe as well yeah. even just for us who are supporting him um sort of fans of him it's no secret that he's he does stupid stuff and you know, if you really looked into his career, it's good that his record is good, but it's been a lot of high and low points too. Yeah, so, has, yeah. you know, he's got a lot, it's a lot to sort of make you think, oh, okay, is he, is he sort of, uh, is he capable of doing this? Yeah, but yeah, okay. going back to what I said, I just, feel, I just get this weird sense uh, uh, that, that we might be expecting something a bit different. Yeah. Uh, on on that note, should we move on to predictions? Yes, definitely. Let's move on to predictions. Josh, what happens Saturday night? Uh, I, it's one of them. I, I really I really don't know with this one. I, I would if I had to put money on it. If I had to put my house on it, I'd say Canelo because I still think, like you said, he you know, he really lives it, and in fights that he's had. He's just looked untouchable in some of them, and people who he shouldn't—he has no right to be beaten in the way he is. He's literally schooling people. So I think I would still say Canelo if I had to choose. But again, there is just this lingering thought of if there's a man to beat Canelo, there's something that makes you think Billy Joe, at his best, has the sort of stuff to be able to to be able to dethrone him. Yeah, I I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. Um, I think if the best Billy Joe turns up on Saturday, it's going to take a fucking good fighter to beat him. And I think Canelo could well be that man. Like, he's been the golden boy, really, for the last decade, hasn't he? Yeah. And he's been in big fights. He's where Billy Joe's kind of had a stop-start career. He's been a lot of pull-outs over the years. He hasn't quite... Man this is his big shot now, but it hasn't been an easy road, as his career suggests, to get yeah. to this point. Whereas Canelo's always been in these big fights... I think it's going to come down. I think I think it will be. I think it's going to be a breathtaking performance from Canelo. I actually do think the best Billy Joe is going to turn up, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I think Canelo's just going to pull out the bag, and we're gonna we're it's, going to talk about how great Canelo is, how much better Canelo actually is than we thought. I thought yeah. even before the Callum Smith fight, I thought he was good, and again I went I came away from that thinking, "Fuck me!" Like Canelo is yeah. amazing, and I think he's going to go an even another level. I do yeah. think. To, I yeah. think, although we always say that the best fighters bring the best out of Billy Joe, I think it'd be likewise for Canelo. I think Billy yeah. Joe's going to bring the best out of Canelo. 
and you might and again this whole sort of ruffling feathers throughout the week you might see a different Canelo sometimes Canelo he's obviously got that spite and you can get people out of there he's a nasty you might you might see might see something different and just think, you know, I, I want to, I want to fuck him up. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's very interesting. I think um, it might be the it might be the case where it's a, a, a sort of tale of two halves. Um, I think if Billy Joe can sort of evade Canelo for for long enough, he, that's probably what his best chance is to try and uh, take advantage of that in the later rounds. But I suppose you could say Canelo himself is the counterpuncher too. So. Yeah, it's almost like there's a there's a sort of there's a case for saying this might be a, a bit of a stinker if neither of them are keen to fully engage. Yeah. I think I think Canelo's definitely more of a come forward fighter because he sort of you know keeps a heavy stance. He really sits on his shots. Yeah, but he is known for being a counter puncher. You see Golovkin, he's when he fought Golovkin, he's he's waiting for the shot, then slipping yeah. and throwing throwing a big one over or throwing a hook from somewhere. So. Mm. Again, we're, we're gassing it up like it could be a, a really good fight. I think it will be. But there's also, I think there might be uh, areas in the fight where they're both a bit cagey of, of you know, no, you hit, you, you hit, you hit. So yeah, I think yeah. for Billy Joe, he really needs to go in there and earn respect quickly. Yeah. Uh, I think he's. I think his power is a bit uh, underrated. I think he's, uh, I think Andy Lee's gone and said that his power is underrated yeah. from their fight. So... So hopefully he's got enough to keep him away. But going back to what I said earlier, I don't think he can afford to just be able to stay on his bike and try and flick out a few jabs and try win, and try win that way. I think he's going to be up. He needs to be nailing down rounds and really providing a good case for himself. So yeah. be interesting. But yeah, yeah, if I had to pick, it'd be Canelo. But who knows? Everyone thought the same with Tyson Fury, Klitschko, and he... He made a fool out of him, didn't he? So, who knows? I don't think it's going to be a dog fight. I don't think it's going to be Hagler Hearns, but I think it's going to be a high level of boxing kind of fight. Yeah. I've kind of, I don't know if you've seen this one, but it's kind of like Sugar Ray Leonard versus Wilfred Benitez. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, two really good, good boxers again, doing me having a chess match. And it wouldn't surprise you right now if Canelo just outboxes Billy Joe, just shows us something different, do you know what mm. I mean, to his game. Mm. Like, kind of like how he did against Danny Jacobs, like, good into that fight. Danny Jacobs was the boxer and Canelo yeah. was the puncher. And Canelo absolutely scored him, didn't he? And I think could be something similar to that, although I do think Billy Joe is a trickier style yeah. for I Canelo think, than Danny Jacobs is. I think the difference is the feet. I think the one maybe weaker point of Canelo, I think he's balanced it out with other things he's good at, mm. is that he's very flat-footed and very, like I said, sort of sits on his shots. And he's very sneaky of how he closes down the distance, but he's never, you don't see him bouncing around the ring too much. Yeah. He's he's very much creeps in, creeps in, throws a jab, creeps in, he's, he's getting the inches. And then before you know it, yeah, he, yeah. he's in hook range. So I think it's, um, I think Billy Joe needs to capitalise on sort of coming in from angles, trying to, you know, switch lanes, yeah. do what he does best to to try and uh, bamboozle him a little bit. Yeah, Can Canelo just judges that distance perfectly, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think, but I think against Billy Joe, it would be quite hard in the early stages to do that. So because I think Billy Joe would be quite good with being a, as a southpaw, the different angles. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those kind of unorthodox angles. It'd be hard to work out first, but I do think Canelo will yeah. work him out eventually, and I will get to him. I think a big thing, maybe a lot of people are looking as well, is how good Canelo's body punches are. Yeah, that'll slow him down, I think. If he can sure. sting, if he can sting him early, you know, like body punches that you know they're gonna take the take the legs from you. And if yeah. that happens to be Joe, then I think it's it's curtains. I think he could even get get stopped. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see see how he what, what his game plan is. I think we all know roughly it's gonna be the the case of the bull and the matador. Yeah. But I think I think Billy Joe needs Billy Joe needs to be a, a tiny bit better than that, mm-hmm. and it's to sort of get get you know gain a bit of respect and and just not let himself get get walked down or creeped on by by Canelo who who's very good at doing that. Yeah, I just can't fucking wait for it, and yeah. I think this that's a good place to end it there. I can't wait to review it next week. I hope it's the fight that we've bigged it up to be. Uh-huh. I think it will be. I think when you have two class boxers that meet. Ultimately, yeah. that makes a bang nine times out of ten. And I think it'll be very entertaining to watch. We're going to lose. I hope Billy Joe does the job, but I have a lot of respect for Canelo and he's yeah. a respectable champion. So good luck to both men. If you're watching, 
<laughs> which I'm sure you're not. But anyway, yeah. um, you can follow us on Twitter at capital Y underscore capital C for clinch. We're also on Spotify. Also, could you please subscribe and like the video because it really helps us. And you can also find us on Instagram at a clinch fight podcast. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers, guys. <laughs>